everybody should definitely come to Baltimore. We have a way of speaking to each other through food. It's really renewed for me, my love of what I do. It's gonna take something far stronger than a pandemic to defeat us. All of these businesses are taking precautions to make sure that everyone is safe. We're ready. See what we've got going on. Plan your visit at Baltimore.org. Imagine, if you will, a place where the macabre and humor flow amicably. A place where UFOs land and monsters are real. A place where you say to yourself, I want to believe. I want to believe. Hey, buddy. Hey! <laughs> you were excited for this one. <laughs> I thought I'd switch it up a little bit. Well, good, man, good. Welcome to the I Want to Believe podcast. I'm Nomar Slevic. I'm Kyle Sawyer. And today, we'll be discussing a man who maybe knew too much. Hmm. Hmm. That would not describe either of us. That's very accurate. We're both idiots. <laughs> but first, a quick reminder about our format. Everything's pre-recorded, blah, blah, blah. Also, all of our uh, social media and email are listed in the show notes. So check it out. All right. Now it is time to dive into the strange story of Phil Schneider. 21 years ago, the world lost a man who's been called a patriot and a whistleblower. His name was Phil Schneider. And while his claims were incredible, they were no less so than the circumstances of his life and ultimately the mystery of his death. During the unbelievable part, I was involved in building another base onto in inside of Belsay, New Mexico, which is Los Alamos laboratory. Schneider was born in 1947 in a Navy hospital. His father was a captain in the Navy, worked in medicine, but was also part of the team who designed the first nuclear submarine called the Nautilus. However, Schneider had another claim about his father's work in the Navy. Author J.P. Robinson has researched Schneider's story extensively and wrote, his father was actually a captured Nazi U-boat commander who became repatriated into the U.S. Naval Intelligence, which ultimately led to his involvement with the Philadelphia Experiment during the early 1940s. The Philadelphia Experiment, if you're unfamiliar, was a supposed military project carried out by the U.S. Navy at the Philadelphia Naval Shipyard in 1943. A ship called the USS Eldridge was claimed to have been outfitted with cloaking technology. According to author Robert Carroll, quote, the story first appeared in 1955 in letters of unknown origin sent to a writer and astronomer, Morris K. Jessup. It is widely understood to be a hoax. All right, let's take some early stock on where we are at. Schneider is not even born yet, and we already have some wild claims about his father's involvement with the Philadelphia experiment. This appears to be setting up a strange life for Schneider. Kyle? Schneider went to engineering school and there studied geological engineering as well as structural engineering that included aerospace and military applications. He was trained in explosives and the effect of explosives on structures. 
He claimed that his first job was with the Morrison Knudsen Corporation, who specialized in the construction of underground mountain bases. Hmm, interesting. Yeah. J.P. Robinson also wrote about the peculiarity with Schneider's social security number. He wrote, according to his ex-wife, Cynthia Dreyer, Phil worked using two social security numbers. Dreyer commented, I was able to prove that he had two social security numbers through the social security office when I applied for his daughter's death benefits. Throughout the majority of his career, he worked using the wrong social security number, and it was only after he was granted social security income in 1981 that his real number came into use. The reason for using two numbers was due to the fact that he claimed to have had one of the highest security clearances in the world called Rhyolite 38, level 38. During one of his presentations, Schneider told the audience, I carried a level 1 security clearance, Rhyolite 38 Factor. There are very few of us. There's nobody except myself, to my knowledge, talking like this. I'm breaking federal law coming out and talking about this to a group of people. Hmm, that's... That's pretty crazy, man. It really is. And that's quite the claim. Absolutely it is. So the reason Schneider became a whistleblower was due to the murder of his friend Ron Rummel. Despite Schneider's claim, Rummel's death was officially reported as a suicide. Robinson wrote, Phil believed that 11 of his best friends have been murdered over the last 22 years, eight of which had been officially declared as suicides. And although he had experienced such loss on many previous occasions, he decided this was the last straw and it was time to spill the beans and get the information out in the open. Rommel's death had a profound effect on Schneider, who decided one day to cut up his high-level clearance security card and go public with his knowledge of DUMBS, D-U-M-B, Deep Underground Military Bases, the Alien Agenda and Black Budget Operations. So, wow, man, that's, that's quite the claim that 11 of his best friends had been murdered. First of all, do you even have 11 best friends? I only have one, which is you, and you... Uh, never mind. Uh, <laughs> go on. And nailed it. (laughs) The following information gets a bit complex, so I'm going to quote J.P. Robinson. He wrote, According to Schneider, the black budget garners $1.023 trillion every two years, which amounts to roughly $500 billion every year, about a quarter of the U.S. gross national budget. Now, the Black Budget is an independent taxing body which is not monitored by Congress. It is believed to be mainly financed by CIA drug operations, the NSA, the National Security Agency, the DEA, Drug Enforcement Administration, and possibly the FBI. In January of 1995, an FBI agent attempted to go public with information on this matter and, according to Schneider, was subsequently murdered. As of 1995, there were 131 active DUMS in the United States alone, with 1,477 being built worldwide. Each base has an average cost of between $17 and $19 billion to construct, and they are being built using extremely sophisticated methods at the rate of around two bases per year, 
Schneider was involved working in government black projects for 17 years as a geologist and structural engineer. He worked on bases at Area 51 and the S-4 facility in Groom Lake, and also at Los Alamos in New Mexico. He described the bases as basically large cities underground, which are connected to each other by high-speed magnetolevitron trains. Schneider insists that nine underground military bases have been built at Area 51, with each base measuring at about four and a quarter cubic miles. Idaho alone is home to another 11 bases. In general, underground bases have an average depth of just over a mile and are between 2.66 and 4.25 cubic miles in size. The machines used to excavate such vast areas of Earth are known as TBMs, or Tunnel Boring Machines. Rather than simply drilling through the ground to create a large tunnel, these machines are much more advanced and don't really bore a hole as much as they vitrify, melt, and deflagrate the rock. The residue from the molten ash forms a smooth interior tunnel wall of an almost glassy consistency. Wow, dude. Like... Even if the smallest portion of that information is real, it is a truly astonishing feat. What say you, man? Yeah, that's, it's crazy to think about all these giant underground bases being <laughs> carved out by crazy machines that we don't know about. Yeah, all connected via magnetic trains and <laughs> yeah yeah crazy so, and it, go ahead, I'm sorry. No, 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 it was just we're already getting to some like crazy stuff. Yeah, without, without getting to the crazy stuff. <laughs> that's right. That's right. And, and JP Robinson is writing all of this like it's fact. Like it, right. it, it comes across very casual in, 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 in his writing. But anyways, so one of the many questions that come up about Schneider's claims is how such construction expenditures and all of that go unnoticed. According to Schneider, they build covertly under cover of night and once underground, none of it can be seen. Also, he claimed that it had been going on since 1940 and have, quote, managed to maintain the secrecy for so long by continually forwarding the construction progress behind closed doors. Schneider added, the Black Project sidestepped the authority of Congress, which, as we know, is illegal. Right now, the New World Order is depending on these bases. If I had known at the time I was working on them that the NWO was involved, I would not have done it. I was lied to extensively. Schneider said that he believed the underground bases were top secret because of national security concerns, not for black projects. Okay, so we have a bit of Schneider's background, what he did for work, what he believed, etc. I would now like to jump to a story that made Schneider famous in the world of ufology and the paranormal in general. Okay, In 1979, Schneider claimed that he was on site at one of these dumb locations inside of a mountain, Mount Archuleta in Dulce, New Mexico. Schneider reported that the base is seven levels deep and was there to help with more construction but became, quote, suspicious about the underground base when he saw special forces green berets around camp. Kyle, please go on. Back to Schneider, he reported the following story from a lecture he gave in 1995, one year before he died. The work team drilled four large holes, the standard way to start construction, but what emerged from the holes was not at all part of standard procedure. All the black sooty air came up when we drilled holes there. I had gone underground to make an assessment when I found that I was just feet away from a big gray, a seven foot tall alien. The stench was worse than the worst garbage can. The entity was absolutely horrible. 
Schneider then claimed that the entity fired some sort of energy beam from its chest, although some reports state that the beam was generated from the being's hand. He stated, The next thing I know, this blue beam hit me and just literally opened me up like a fish. He then displayed his wounds to the lecture audience. This included one of his hands and his chest. Another author, Tara McIsaac, wrote, The beam burned off some of the fingers on his left hand and hit his chest. It also burned his shoes off and even burned his toenails off. A green beret saved Schneider's life and lost his own in the process. He got Schneider into a lift and pushed the button to raise him above ground to safety. Freaking green berets, man. They can do anything. (laughs) Anyway, just to finish this part of the story, he also claimed to have killed the alien after he was hit by the blue energy beam. Schneider also claimed that 60 people lost their lives that day, but that he was not the lone survivor. He stated that there were two others who now live in nursing homes in Canada and that they are, quote, protected by the Canadian government and no American citizen is allowed access to them. Wow, man. Again, even if just a portion of this is true, you know? Yeah, absolutely. So let's fast forward a bit. Schneider's fate was also rife with conspiracy. After he started lecturing about his alleged experiences at Dolce and his insider information, he said that he was being watched by the government and said that if he was ever found to have committed suicide, you should assume that it was murder. Well, in 1996, that exactly happened. A report stated that Schneider was, quote, found dead with the cord of a catheter wrapped around his neck in what was labeled a suicide. Then his widow made a claim that government intelligence agents thoroughly searched Snyder's home after his death and, quote, made off with at least a third of the family photographs. That's odd. But, yeah, uh, before we close out, I wanted to highlight some of Schneider's prominent whistleblowing claims, okay? Mm -hmm. Number one, the government concluded a treaty with gray aliens in 1954. This mutual cooperation pact is called the Grenada Treaty, or Grenada Treaty. Number two, the space shuttle has been producing special alloys in orbit. A vacuum is needed for the creation of these special metals, thereby justifying the mandate for a large, permanently manned space station. Interesting. Number three, much of our stealth aircraft technology was developed by back engineering crashed alien craft. Other people have said that as well. Mm -hmm. Uh, Bob Lazar comes to mind. Number four, AIDS was a population control virus invented by the National Ordnance Laboratory. Number five, unbeknownst to just about everyone, the U.S. government has an earthquake device. Number six, the World Trade Center bomb blast and the Oklahoma City blast were achieved using small nuclear devices. The melting and pinning of the concrete and the extrusion of metal supporting rods indicated this. That's interesting. He is a structural engineer. He's got a lot of wild claims as well, though. Right. That is interesting. Number seven, the democracy he loved no longer existed. We had become instead a technocracy ruled by a shadow government intent on imposing their own view of things on all of us, whether we like it or not. And that, my friends, is all I think I can take of the (laughs) Phil Schneider story. What in the hell do you have to say, Kyle Sawyer? It's wild. That it, is a wild it, story. It is a wild story. Uh, anytime that I hear anything about about Phil Schneider and his claims, uh, I I'm thoroughly entertained. You know, it's absolutely uh, whether there's any any fact to it. 
I have no idea. Yeah, yeah. It's a great story. It is. It's a great story. There's actually a supposed picture from inside the Dolce base. And we have that picture if you want to check it out really quick. Yeah. Okay, let's bring it up. Let's bring it up here. The little... uh, a little guy in there. little little friend yeah so is that the seven foot gray that attacked him you think uh, I'd, i'm not sure but it doesn't seem like a real picture it doesn't no. what, what we're looking at here is essentially like a tunnel and there there appears to be a skinny skinny tall alien dude yeah yeah and i would say he's probably like seven foot tall like where those wires and and, and mm-hmm. pipes are and things like that i i would say he's as tall as a human or taller so interesting picture does not look real to me but uh, th- that's just my stupid opinion so like what the hell do i know i think that's all i got on schneider you yeah yeah i think we're good till next time until next time all right WETA 90.9 FM. Available to stream now at classicalweta.org or on the Classical WETA app. I think what flavor of these new Dunkin' Coconut Refreshers you get says a lot about you. Really? What's it say about me? Well, you got the refreshing golden peach because you're vibrant, fun, and positive. Oh, what about me? The bold purple pomegranate means you're vibrant, fun, and positive. I take it I got this delicious pink strawberry because I'm vibrant, fun, and positive. Yeah, it's a simple system, really. Share the shine. Enjoy a medium Dunkin' Coconut Refresher for $3. Order ahead plus earn rewards. America runs on Dunkin'. Participation may vary. Limited time offer excludes classic Dunkin' Refreshers.